The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Now, my name is Joe Miller. So good to be with you. And that over there is my co-host, Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence, it's good to see your face. What up with you, man? How's it going? I'm turning up the volume on my headphones. Which seems like if you go turning back and watch, up? Yeah, if you go back and watch every single episode, I think I turn up my volume like immediately as the show starts. I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's just funny that you say you're turning it up. So everybody, before we went live, Joe was like, yo, your mic is loud. Turn it down. <laughs> now he's turning it up. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't look for don't look for a reason. It's just it's if you were a musician, you know what it's like. Like you, no, you I get it. I get it. Sound check, and then like and then the show starts. It's like nothing's right. Everything's wrong. Yeah. It was right yeah. an hour ago when we sound checked but now everything's wrong but no so uh welcome into the hump day hotline uh so whatever platform you're watching on please like and subscribe as we like to say here on the hump day hotline hump that like jump on the like button for us uh if you're watching on facebook like it if you're watching on youtube again subscribe hit the bell button so you get all the notifications so you know when my shows go and jay spence's shows go when bruce nolan's show uh who colt schroeder sterling furrow who else we got up in here is that all did i get them all i think i got them all right uh yeah I think I got them all. Anyway, I'm sure there'll be more shows to come, but right now, so far, that's what we've got. So we've got a show every day of the week. Right now, some guys are on break just until the season starts. But it's good to have all of you with us and uh, everybody in the uh, – <laughs> Bruce Stone, my name got – well, you've been a guest on the show. Bruce Stone, my name got dropped on the Hump Day Hotline. But uh, everybody's jumping into the room, which is great. <laughs> Mr. Diggs is in the room. Uh, the Trek reviewer is in the room. I've never – I haven't seen him before, which is great. Daryl Fletcher, uh, John DeFazio, Chris Janke, the real Chris Janke is in the room. I'm in the the Davies real in the room. Chris Janke. But, uh, but it's, it's good to have everybody here. What is good in the world of Jay Spence? Your show on Tuesday was fantastic. <laughs> uh thank you i had some yeah. audio issues apparently because i wasn't paying attention but it was a very good show uh mr montez is the ceo of avalon sports and he's um he works very very closely with the few players that we love um and a couple that we don't really care for in buffalo because of <laughs> you know beating us badly the way he did but they, they just rep he just got tyreek hill he cut you know he um let me see jordan poyer obviously levi wallace um cam lewis and there, there's a there's quite a few of them actually um tyrell dotson he's going to actually be on the code of conduct next tuesday but mm. um so i didn't actually announce that yet but i'm announcing it now thanks mm. john very good that's awesome yeah everybody loves you i love you everybody loves you i yeah, love th- everyone things are going good the weather here in buffalo is beautiful the weather there in arizona i'm sure is beautiful as well we're supposed to rain all yeah. day tomorrow but uh outside of that the weather's been fantastic it looks like we're actually going to get a decent well we've had a decent spring and we're going to get the continuation of a decent spring and hopefully we'll get a decent summer to go with it but uh yeah everything is good the bills are uh wrapping up otas their final ota and then they start uh mini camps mandatory mini camps next week which we'll get into our first topic which is that uh with many mandatory mini camps starting next week tuesday it's being reported that jordan poyer will be in attendance despite seeking a new contract uh which to me I don't think that's a surprise. I think Jordan's that kind of guy. 
Well, I don't know. Like I said, I, the, the tweet that I think you're referring to before we went live, we kind of talked about it. Yeah. I, I think the way Sal said it was that he's expected to be there. I don't know if it's been confirmed <laughs> that he's going to be there, but we'll see. Hopefully he does, because I agree with you. He's that kind of guy. I, I don't think that he's going to, especially if you're disputing to get more money, I don't think you're going to uh, like forfeit money by holding out. So so um, I don't know. I would, I would absolutely expect to see him just like Sal said, but... I, I, I can't remember. I thought it was Sal too, but I thought for sure I saw somebody else say that he was, maybe the word was expect. Maybe it was expect, and I just translated that into confirmed he was going to be there. Um, all the bills, so if you watched the interviews, Leslie Frazier and all the bills were pretty much talking about, they, nobody uh, came out and said, oh, he's going to be here. And nobody came out and said, he's not going to be here. They were all very much like, it's going to be, we hope to see him. Yeah, <laughs> which, which yeah. I guess is what you would say. But uh, where are you at on the whole thing as far as do you feel like the Bills are going to make a move? Do you think they're going to be able to make a move? I did a show this past week, uh, the Buffalo Late Night podcast with with Thomas DeLau, uh, DeLoss, rather. I keep calling him DeLoss. It's not DeLoss, it's DeLoss. Um, and it was interesting because I railed on my show on Sunday night just about the rotation of the defensive line. What a luxury that is for the Bills. And going into next season i'm not so sure the bills and i've been saying it for a couple seasons i'm not sure the bills are gonna be able to, to continue with that luxury based on the fact of all the guys we have coming up for new contracts whether it's ed oliver whether it's tremaine edmonds jordan poyer's another one dawson knox like there's a lot of money that the bills are about to spend where are you on the whole just brandon bean i don't know that jordan poyer's a guy that you can just let go after this this season I mean, I'll be honest. So I, at first I get, I get everybody's, the, it, there's a couple sides to it. Like the, the point of views, I get the people who say like, yeah, but you can't extend a 31 year old safety is not smart. Or, um, you know, like I, I get, I get those type of uh, opinions about it. Mm -hmm. The thing is um, I also look at the, the safety position. A lot of times guys move to safety to extend their careers. So you're looking right. at cornerbacks that's going there. So I, I, I don't feel like I understand the 31 can scare some people, but I feel like a, he doesn't have the tread on those tires because early in his career, mm -hmm. he didn't play as much as most Cleveland. people did. Yep, in Cleveland, so, yep. you know, so for me, I look at that and I'm like, man, give the man two or three year extension. I don't even know exactly what he's looking for. I don't know if he's looking for a four year or a three right. year two, right. but I would be very comfortable giving him a two or three year extension uh, with a, so if it's a three year, have it be a team option to get out of it that third year, like Brandon Bean typically does, but give the man his money. He deserves it. If, if nobody on the team deserves a raise after Josh Allen, I, you know, I feel like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are two guys that absolutely yeah. have proven their worth to this team. So for yeah. me, and it's not just because, you know, it's not obviously I think everybody knows, like, he's one of my favorite guys on the team. Yeah. But I, I really he's my favorite guy for a reason. Like yeah. the guy balls out every single Sunday. But it's it's more than just that. I mean, there's a lot to be said for the leadership that he brings and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that and who he is and as far as on the defense and the energy he brings and he doesn't take plays off. He's more times than not when the you know the the giant running back or the giant tight end is breaking into the open field, you know, you know, he's in the they're in the frame, and then the guy that you see entering the frame is Jordan Poyer, and you're like oh. out of nowhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like smaller than the, those big giant dudes, and sure enough, he brings him to the ground uh more times than not. There's just a there's something about the player. I guess for me, this is where this is where the football business side of it gets um difficult because with the list of names of guys that are coming up. I, as much as I'm, I, I was going to say as much, you know, that, that surely they can't keep them all. We've, we've said that previous, right. We've mm -hmm. said that before. And then lo and behold, Matt Milano takes, you know, hometown deal. And all these guys are, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, I'll play for Skittles or I'll play for candy. Like all these guys mm -hmm. are taking deals to stick around. But if you had to, if you had to sub out Jordan Poyer for one of those other names, like which one of them, becomes i don't want to use the word expendable which one of them becomes the guy that's the odd man out to keep jordan because i think jordan is an incredibly valuable part of this defense yeah um and it's tough because obviously a for in our position you know you you want to be honest as on each on these shows that we do but mm -hmm. at the same time um you also don't want to you know, offend anybody, but, at, you know, right. but when you have, when you have these discussions, everybody knows, even for me, like I love Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. And I know he's in his fifth year option. 
to me, if it came down to Jordan or Tremaine, I'm keeping Jordan. And really? I know Tremaine's younger. Interesting. I know he's yeah. um, but but the thing is, so what Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde did for our secondary, mm. they made it so that when Trey White went out, we didn't miss a beat. That was Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Right, right. So so Tremaine Edmonds, he's young. And I know because obviously that's the debate a lot of times. Well, he's only 23. Did you know he's only 23? Right, 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 right. And and to me, I love him. I think he does things that he doesn't get credit for. He can go sideline to sideline with the best of them. He's fast. He's long. There's a lot of passes that don't get thrown over the middle because Tremaine Edmonds is there. Right. So I love Tremaine. But again, the value to the team, I'm going with with Jordan Poyer there. And and then on top of it, too, like you mentioned, that leadership, you want to show guys on this team that, hey, you play hard for us, we're going to reward you. You know, we right, want to keep right. our guys. So, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough. To me, I, I would I would absolutely extend Jordan and Micah, have them, have them basically the same contracts. You know, if you guys want to retire in Buffalo, cool. We got a, we got a friendly out on that third year. Right. In case we need to draft somebody to replace you. But, no, there's no way, personally, if I'm – and obviously that's why I'm not the GM. But if yeah. I'm the GM, there's no way – there's no way I'm I'm uh, moving on from Jordan Poyer. What's interesting is that the line that you said, if you want to retire a bill, um, is the amount of Bills players on this current roster that have said just that, I want to retire a Buffalo Bill, whether yeah. it's Reed Ferguson, whether it's Mitch Morse, like the dudes that have come out, I that it might have been Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs said it, like the Bills have now put me in a position to finish my career in Buffalo. The amount of guys that want to retire – what wildest dreams land what a different world we're living in now versus where we were 10 years ago you know what i mean that, where I mean, five right you were, five years we, ago when we were hoping that kyle williams and eric wood would finish their careers as a buffalo bill those yeah. are two guys please let those two guys finish their careers as bills and they did and now it's just, the, the guys are lining up i don't i don't i don't know what um the, the, well it's it's more than just at oliver and dawson knox though it's more than just the three of them i did a show I don't even know a couple months ago, like, you know, four man enter one man leaves. Um, it's yeah. It's who do you pick? Like to me at Oliver stays Dawson Knox stays. And I think Tremaine was the other one. So Oliver Knox, Edmonds and Poyer were the four guys I had four men enter one man. One man has to go. I'm glad I'm not Brandon Bean. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm glad I'm not Brandon Bean, but if it's out of those, like, and I don't know if he's asking if it's just one out of those three, but um, if it's two out of them, then to me it's easy. I'm going with Ed Oliver and Jordan Poyer. Again, I know Dawson Knox is young, yeah, yeah. and I know Dawson, but um, we brought in O.J. Howard this year. I don't think O.J. is Dawson, but I no, think he's no. athletic. And Like, in this type of offense, first of all, I, I feel like it should be a little bit more wide receiver-centric anyway. He probably um, I, I would be more comfortable with having the receiver room that we have and, and not having Dawson than I would be, again, the defense. I, I can't overstate how good our defense is with Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back there. Like right, when, right. When, 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 true, when Trey White went down, I was nervous, man. Like when that injury yeah, happened yeah. on Thanksgiving, yeah. I'm like, holy smokes, what are we going to do? We're about to go up against Tom Brady. We're about to go up against – and then if we play in the playoffs, then we're probably going to have to play, you know, so like you're thinking of these teams with these great quarterbacks and receivers you're going to play. And it, we didn't miss a beat really until the playoff game that we ended up losing. You know what I mean? Right. Like that was that was when you felt like, oh, man, if Trey was here, he probably would have made a play or two that would have made a big difference. It's true. And and just so everybody knows, you are tuned into the Humpty Hotline, both live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as in podcast form. Uh, the chat is filling up. We appreciate everybody, all of you that have joined us uh, for this episode. By the way, we are Super Chat Live, so I know that the chat is rolling pretty heavily, and, and between the two of us, Spence and I are monitoring it the best we, we can. But if you do want to get our attention or if you have a comment that you want to make sure that we see, please make sure you go ahead and, uh, and super chat us. And uh, was that you that jumped on the uh, the porn bot and blocked it? I don't know what's going on lately. But yeah, you, I blocked it. It's, it's, I mean, you're a big deal. When you're a big deal, Joe, then you have like <laughs> spam and bots. So that's dude, what's happening. Dude, it's it's been it's been bad. And I've seen other people complain about it too. So not yeah. just our show, like other people on other, other shows, like what's going on with this? Go ahead. My man Bruce Nolan says, everybody wants to talk about the Rams and how they kept everyone. They mm. traded Robert Woods and Troy Hill and OBJ walked. I think OBJ is going to still end up there, though. I, I think he's mm. going to be back in L.A. Um, on somewhat of a friendly deal again because of the fact that he tore his ACL and he won't be available for half the season. But Bruce is right. They're not able to keep everyone. It looks like that. They just extended Cup, which is amazing. He deserved every penny of it. 
Von Miller walked over to Buffalo. But the thing is, Von Miller could have stayed. They offered him money. Yeah, they offered Von money. He he chose to come here because of whatever his reasons are. I know publicly he said like you know they were going to win the Super Bowl with or without me. But you know he also publicly made it very clear that it was a tough decision for him to come to Buffalo. So, uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. Which one of those guys is the biggest loss for them for the Rams? Von. It's got to be Vaughn, right? Or, yeah, or and then Robert Woods. Robert Woods is, is number two, right? Well, no, because they signed Allen Robinson. So I think Allen Robinson overall is a better receiver than Robert Woods, in my opinion. I just think he hasn't had a good quarterback to get him the ball. Um, Robert Woods does things. He does the dirty work. He does the blocking. Yep. He yep. he gets you those tough yards. And but but no, Allen Robinson. That you got you got basically you got potential to have an offense that that's very scary with Allen Robinson. I just, I love, I love Allen Robinson. He just doesn't. uh, So he's not who he was when he was a Jaguar. He's never, and you could say that it's the scheme and the fit. And when he was in Chicago, right. Mm -hmm. They just didn't play him right. Uh, But that we see that with a lot of players, we see that we see a lot of players in their first two, three years, whatever, four years, and then move on end up in another city and never, return it we're we're gonna see it this year between jordan phillips and shaq lawson who were in buffalo and played very very well and then moved on to get more money and basically washed up shaq lawson was on two other was it two or three two other teams and now they're going to come back i'd like alan robinson i always have he's a guy that i would draft in fantasy football great expectations great body skill like just has talent he just never seemed to put it together outside of jacksonville I don't I when think I, I think this, Robert Woods is better than Allen Robinson. That's just me though. Go ahead. Well, when I ask you this, and I promise, and you know me, I don't I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch Chicago? So that you don't have, that's not disrespectful. Um well no, because some people are like, oh, so you're a you watch the film kind of guy, huh? Like you talk right. to, I don't mean it that way. I'm seriously yeah, yeah. asking. So know. I mean, I've watched enough Chicago, you know, based on clearly primetime games. I have the Sunday ticket, so when Bill's games are over, you know, they're they're a team that I generally would watch. Um okay. there's teams out there that I won't watch. The Cardinals are a team that I won't watch. Um, I don't know why. I know you're a big Cardinals fan, you like the Cardinals. The Cardinals I liked him when they had Carson Palmer. We are way off track. I'm sorry. Uh, I liked him when they had Carson Palmer. I just, for some reason right now, they're just not a team that I find super, super interesting. And it might be a little bit of hurt from the, the Hale Murray throw last year, like a little bit of carryover from that. I don't know. But to answer your question, I don't watch them religiously. I'm going to watch the Giants this year. I am legit invested in the Giants football team this year because of Brian Dable. I want to see Brian Dable succeed. Yeah. Well, but the reason I asked you about Allen Robinson or about the Bears is because if you, you know, I feel like if you watch it, you can tell he just hasn't had the quarterback play. He he hasn't been able to, um, you know, it, it's not him. I, I just really feel like it's not him. It could be the coaching. It could be I don't know, but I'm telling you, this year, having the quarterback that he's about to have, having the scheme that he's about to have, and then also having a Cooper Cup on the other side of the of the line, like, I just don't see it being where, you know, I, I, I really think if you get a chance to draft him in your fantasy, do it. Right. <laughs> you absolutely want to do it. For some reason, it's back. I don't know why, I, and it won't let me block it. I don't know if you can block it, but uh, I just tried it. Yeah, it said it can't do it. it said there, there was an error. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of interesting stuff coming up, and uh, I mean, when you when you think about again the whole four men enter, one man leave. When you look at what the Bills are going to have to do, the decisions that they're going to have to make, and yes, I'm aware that Jay Spence stepped away just for a second. He'll be back. Um, it, it it puts it puts us in an interesting p- position you know jay spence said that you know if he had to choose he wouldn't choose dawson because he thinks that this should be more of a wide receiver centric team for me i i would he's not here to defend it but i would disagree with that whole like holy dawson brings value both as a blocker and as a pass catcher to this team like we have not seen from that position maybe ever uh, as far as that goes, I was on a show a couple of years ago where we, where we ranked the like the tight ends for the Buffalo Bills, the, the, the top 10 tight ends for the Bills. And that list was pathetic. You know, it was incredibly pathetic, um, but it's going to be tough. Edmonds might be the guy to your point. If if four men enter, one man, one man leaves. It might be because you're not Oliver isn't going anywhere, in my opinion. Um, you know, even as an undersized three tech defensive tackle and, and even daquan jones was said he was surprised at how small ed oliver was but he also said he had a high motor was very talented was very very good can't wait to get in training camp and play next to him 
to me, you almost have to wonder if, if Tremaine is that guy. If they can't, if, if they if they can't keep them all, if Tremaine is the guy that goes, I, t- I it's think tough. it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be difficult because this year too, if the line is as, if the defensive line is as improved as we hope and think that it is, right, right, I, I think it's gonna be an opportunity for Tremaine to really just be a beast. And if that happens, it's gonna be a hard decision for Brandon Bean to make because then on top of that. Tremaine Edmonds can come to the table like, no, you had your chance to extend me for a lesser rate. Right, now, right. you know, I bought out this year. I'm this, I'm that. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Raymond Paul says uh, he always catches the show via podcast, never live. Great job, my guys. Well, Raymond, thank you so much. And uh, I don't know what that is, that fish that you're catching there in that river, but uh, you got the, the sun's out, guns out going, and that fish is nice. Uh, so, yeah, so let's move on to the next topic before we get to what the, uh, the show's about, which is uh, effectively – uh, roster construction. Leslie Frazier in his press conference said, and this is this is big for me, dude. Like th- I did the I did the Sunday show about this. I talked about it again on Monday. Um, and it was funny because we were a little bit of a little bit split on on the show I was on Monday night, just based in the fact that I guess the way that, that I would say it is it was brought up uh by Kevin Messer that you know maybe the Bills have rotated guys because they haven't had that one dude. They haven't had that havoc reeker guy that can play 80% of the snaps. And I was like, well, I guess we'll find out. And he's like, we will, obviously. And it's true. Von Miller will be expected, per Leslie Frazier, to rotate and fit into the plan that the Bills use in limiting snaps to keep keep guys fresh for the fourth quarter, despite Von Miller stating that he does not want to come out of the game. <laughs> so this is going to be, in my opinion, very interesting because you played sports, right? Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said for coming out of the game too much and not being able to find that flow and that rhythm. And Von Miller is a rhythm guy that generally speaking, and it speaks to his stats and the fact that he, you know, we call him a closer. Like we love Von Miller because he's a closer and he's the guy that we're bringing in to close games out. He gets stronger as the game progresses. This is, this is going to be fun to watch for me. I mean, I, well, I see it a couple ways. One, I, I I understand the logic behind it. They're very, very careful about um, trying to make sure once the playoffs get here or the end of the season sure. is here that we are the healthiest team. Because they, you know, Sean McDermott has said it plenty of times in pressers, the healthiest team typically goes the farthest. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. if you're the healthier guy, then you're doing it. So I could understand them saying, well, Vaughn, you're also not the, a spring chicken anymore. You're not the youngest guy <laughs> on the block. So we are going to rotate you because we want to keep you fresh. But I also can mm. like I think it's I think it's going to be on a game to game basis, honestly, because I think if, if the game is tight, if the game is close, I, I very much um, expect Von Miller to be the guy in there to shut stuff down, because that's what that's what he is. Like you said, he's the guy. He's the closer. Mm-hmm. So I just don't I don't see it being one of those things where every week he's doing that, because I don't think we're going to have to. I think, I, dude, I think we're going we're going to beat teams down this year. I really I really feel that way. So I don't know. It's it's just an interesting it's just an interesting point and when and when you're talking about Von Miller and it, you bring up a good point there's the reality is is they could say to him hey we brought you in on a six year contract we want you to play all six years in order for that to happen we need to limit your snaps a little bit so you don't hit a wall a career ending wall meaning like you know when you when they lose that step right it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah I, I I don't know it's it's gonna be it'll be I'd love to know what people in the in the chat think about it. Um, just because I want to see Von, I want to see Von Miller on the field always. I don't want to see him come off the field. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't need to, him and Greg Rousseau keep those guys on the field as much as possible. You know, if they need to come out, great. It's that rotation, and we're going to do the defense next week. Is going to be it's going to be fun to talk about that defensive line rotation and who plays who plays more than others. You know, they brought in Tim Settle for a reason. They brought in Daquan Jones for a reason. You know, obviously Shaq Lawson is a very good run stopper as far as from a defensive end standpoint. Rousseau did not have a bad season last year. He played well, very well. Basham mm-hmm. is coming in this year lighter. I saw somebody on Twitter ask the question, why was Basham so heavy last year? And then they, they made Epines a cut weight, and Basham was like 15 pounds heavier than he was in college and there was a kind of a, like, I don't understand why. And for me, that was easy. I felt like they wanted Basham to play inside. Not a lot, but they wanted him to float back and forth between inside and outside, which, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, he did. Like, he did that mm-hmm. quite a bit. So they might be now having him cut weight again to kind of, well, no, you're going to be back on the outside. Like, that we're going to put you on. Yeah. Whether the experiment didn't work or they feel like they're set in that position, 
I want to see Von Miller always. I don't want to see him come off the field. That's just me. I mean, from a from a pure from a pure fan standpoint, I'm a hundred percent with you. I want to see Von Miller every single play because I want him to have every opportunity to sack the quarterback or to strip sack and yeah. all that stuff. Like that's what I want to see. But knowing what we know about how the game works and mm. and knowing how we know the end of the season typically happens for teams, mm-hmm. I I want to see Von Miller play every snap come January come the end of January or you know yeah January and February I want to see Vaughn as much as possible so and the thing is you, you just mentioned how the, the line is upgraded it's all beefed up we yeah. got all of these guys that are awesome we got Ed Oliver we got you know like you you just named everybody right we don't need like because last year without Vaughn besides stopping the run our our line was pretty good like it was actually like really good they didn't get home they were good but they didn't get home and I guess right, so, right. so so Vaughn's here to finish we're gonna use the word finish again he's he's here to fit he's here to to get there right so to to get home go ahead sorry no no no. you're right so i mean like that's why we brought him in but like again the same the the formula that they used even though we didn't finish we didn't get to the quarterback the formula worked so now you have better players in these positions yeah you know with no disrespect to the guys that left but you have better players in these positions now Mm -hmm. so you expect to get home more and keep that Keep that formula so that way guys are healthy at the end of the year. If you, you know, um, I think Brandon Bean was talking about in his presser. I, I, I watched a little bit of it yesterday, and he was saying how um, you want to prevent injuries and you want to prevent the soft tissue. Like you can't prevent. I think he called it like the car crash injury, so yeah. like a broken arm or a broken whatever. You can't really prevent that from happening, but the soft tissue you can prevent that from having guys not run as much and mm-hmm. not to over. Yep. So yep. in that case, like I said, Vaughn is not, and, and you know as well as I do. I'm 36 now. <laughs> Ten years ago, I could do a whole lot more than I could do now, and and it just like you wake up in the morning sometimes and it's just like, man, what is going on? You you sleep wrong. I slept under. Man, honestly, got truth. I have a weighted blanket, oh, yeah. and I slept under the weighted blanket, and apparently I moved in my sleep. You know, I moved too much in my sleep and ended up pulling something. <laughs> From some sleeping under a weighted blanket, you don't heal the same. You're not ready next Sunday. Vaughn, we we want you to be healthy at the end of the year. Jay Spence, my very good friend, whom I love like a brother. You, you, you don't you don't even know what's coming for you, dude. Like 42. Somebody dude. told me wait to your 40. I complained around 36, 37, and somebody told me wait to your 40. It was my buddy Dave Lowry. Wait to your 42. And I was like, why? What happens at 42? He goes, just wait. And sure enough, dude, when I hit 42, I saw a stand-up comedian talk about what happens. Like, what happens to the human body after 42, 43 years old? He's like, you'll go to bed. And this happened to me. You'll go to bed feeling fine and then wake up the next morning with a pulled hamstring and be like, did I run a marathon in my sleep last night? What? And then I, I, I it was six years ago. I'm 48. So it was 42. I did, I did P90X plyometrics, on uh, uh, the plyometrics video. Wait until you're 45. I'm 48, bro. Uh, I, I Tuesday morning, I was doing P90X. I should say, I was doing P90X every day. Tuesday was plyo day. I did plyometrics. I went to work, had golf league on Tuesday night, played golf, woke up Wednesday morning. My, my left knee was sloppy and swollen. And I was like, uh, what's going on with my knee? Went to an orthopedic guy. He's like, you tore your meniscus. I was like, there was no, there was no pop. There was no event. I went through the entire, like, I woke up in the morning and this was what, he's like, that's what happens. He's like, you're over, you're 42. You're over 40 now. So as much as you think it's bad now. <laughs> well, mine is an existing, I have a back injury and then it just, that I, I don't allow it to heal apparently. That way, I don't the, know that way the blanket might kill you in your sleep when you're 40. <laughs> It might take your life, bro. <laughs> I'm staying away from it for a while is what I'm doing. I, I, I got to get this back right, man. I've got too much stuff coming up this year to have a messed up back. Dude, 40, or not, uh, the weighted blankets are legit. Um, last one. No, they are. Last, I love last one I love we get to, before we get to uh, the roster stuff, and this is a good segue. So Tavon Austin, uh, who loves to talk about himself in the third person. I don't know if you caught that. Did you watch his interviews? I did. Uh, and I did. there's one Bill Lives, one Bill's live interview. He loves to talk about himself in the third person. Uh, he 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 says that he loves to return punts, and he plans to get back to practicing and and being kind of an ace. I'm putting words in his mouth, and he spoke like he may have a role on this team as a returner. Like it was kind of like said to him, this, "We need this. We we're going to need a returner." He also claims yeah. he's been hurt for the last three seasons with a wrist wrist injury. Uh, but he's healthy now, and he talks like he's a lock to make this roster. Now, first things first, 
I want him to talk like he's or locked to make this roster. I don't want to hear a guy come in to be part of the competition, which is what Brandon Bean said. You know, we're bringing him in for competition reasons and have him say things, you know, similar to, well, we'll see what happens. I'm here. And if they throw me the ball, that's great. You know what I mean? I, I don't want, I don't want that. Um, but he under wildly underachieving for his career. What do you run a four, two, seven, four, two, eight, or something like that. That's why he got drafted in the top 10. Never really produced what they thought. He's had. He's a guy that's had a lot of soft tissue injuries throughout his career, and then obviously whatever, whatever that wrist is. Where are you at just on the idea of having him as a punt returner, as a punt catcher on this roster? Is it, is well, it a I no mean, for you? Isn't that a no for me? I think that. Um... I think that's the reason he was signed. You know, I don't think I don't think they looked at him and was like, oh, he's a former first round pick. Let's pair him with Stefan Diggs on offense. Right. I don't think that's no, what happened. No. I think I think they're looking at him like, OK, last year we had some struggles with Stevenson. We had some struggles with McKenzie as punt and kick return. Let's let's bring in some competition, see who can win that role and do what they do. I think that's his path to making this roster. I don't think he's going to make the roster, though. But, you know. He could. And if he does, then, you know, what does that mean for Stevenson or what does that mean for Isaiah McKenzie? Because I tell you what, that rookie, that rookie we got, mm. Lil was going, he's going to be a part of this offense. It's not, I know he was a fifth round draft pick, but I'm telling you, that guy is, he, I can't wait for this season, man. Like, I just can't wait to watch this offense. I can't, but, I, I can't wait for, I can't wait for training camp and I can't wait for the preseason just to see how it shakes out. There is, there is, and we can we can jump now to um, just kind of that roster prediction piece. It, I can't wait to see how that wide receiver room shakes out for a lot of reasons. Um, young guys, new guys, guys that have been around, guys we haven't seen in Isaiah Hodgins. You know, obviously Gabe Davis stepping into that number two role. Uh, you know, uh, Jameson Crowder. There's a lot of there's a lot of storylines on in that wide receiver room. There are. Um, we have. We have a lot of talent on this team, especially in the wide receiver room. So, I mean, since we're transitioning there, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw up my um, my roster prediction for the for the offense here. So we can start with the wide receivers. Um, so I, I have Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakur, and Jake Kumaro making it. Right. Um, I could very easily see um, if – now, it would – I find it very difficult – to take Jake Kumaro off this team sure, because he's a, he's a very good special teams player. The team loves him. Um, he can fill in as a wide receiver if it's needed. And that's why he got the name touchdown Jesus and all this stuff that we got. <laughs> like we love him. So I could see, I could see Austin making this roster, but then in that, if that's the case, you know, I don't, I, I just don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if it's Jalen. So, I, so, Every every time I look talk about the tight end room, they're like, Jalen's not gonna make it. Are you kidding me? I just like the guy very much. I've watched some film on him and I've watched, you know, I've did some research on him. I like him. So I think that he's good enough to make the team. Sure. Um, but if that's the case, I could see them going with two tight ends and then maybe adding Austin for that specific role. Well, the la- the, la- the only thing is the last time I had a good feeling about somebody was Reggie Gilliam, and I was like, who? And he, yeah. and he made the team. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, if you and I'll, I'll send you some of the clips that I have, and like not not highlight clips. I mean, just like clips of him blocking and him um, making the right play. And and he's very smart. He's a very smart player. So, but you know, when you when you look at when you look at how the roster has been built for a Buffalo Bills team with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense looks like this, you know, and they typically carry the two quarterbacks. They typically, um, the running back room, I know Taiwan Jones, he's a running back by, you know, you know, with his position as it listed on the roster, but he's a special teams player. Um, and he's one of the guys, he's one of the best special teams player in the league. So he's absolutely making his roster. I just find it tough when we're talking about those right receivers though, man, I, I find it tough for Austin to make the roster if he doesn't win that role. But then if he wins that role, let me ask you this, and I'll throw this back up in a second, but let me ask you this. If he wins that role, what about Isaiah McKenzie? That's literally, you're, you're, you're not that it doesn't, not that it doesn't surprise me after, has it been two and a half years that we've been doing this show together? You're going right, you're in my brain. Because to me, it, Cole Beasley leaves, who is one of the best, right? Uh, or at least was, you know, the last couple of years, slot receivers in the NFL. And I know you and I have varying opinions on where he is necessarily now. And I know he's not on the team. And I don't think that's necessarily indicative of his talent. 
I think it's because he has a specific place that he wants to play in the South where there's no state income tax, which I completely understand. Um, I don't understand why he vacates. And I know that Isaiah McKenzie is not a traditional slot guy, but we saw him succeed and play well. And I'm going to use the word weapon. He when his number was called twice, right? When his number was called, he was there and he did what he needed to do and showed up and showed out. Uh, actually, probably three times if you go back to the Miami game in 2020. And then what do they do? They sign Jamison Crowder. And mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, to me, to me, which was if if I'm Isaiah McKenzie, I'm I'm just I'm uh, what? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but here's the thing: when you look at it, so I have a, and this is an honest question. I, I, last year, I, I looked at it like because I remember remember before the Patriots game, I'm like get Isaiah McKenzie involved. He's, he's the key. He's the weapon. And he had a great game against the Patriots, Mm -hmm. but then it just seems like, I don't know if it's because of special teams play. I don't know if it's, I don't know what the reason is, but it just seems like the team doesn't consistently trust him to be a big part of the team. Right. And, and as fans, we look at him and we love him and he's a great guy on social media and he's great in the community. And he's like, he's just this charismatic, wonderful guy. Right. But for some reason, they don't trust him on on the roster every single week. Like he he's active, well, it, but he doesn't have a huge role. But and when he when he was active last year early, right, he was only doing returns. They wouldn't put him in the offense, and then mm-hmm. they benched him, and then they brought him back to be in the offense, and he lit it up. The only thing that I can surmise, guess, dart at a dartboard, and it goes back to guys like Brian Winters and people like that who the this Bill staff guys that the Bill staff allowed to play on Sundays week in and week out based on their work ethic during the week and the way they practiced. Right. So mm-hmm. we've heard them say that, Oh, he comes to work ready, prepared. And, and we know that they value preparation. We know that they value what's in I'm your not- head and they value what you do during the week. They're, they don't, we, you hear the term, he's a gamer. Oh, he's a gamer. They, for them, what happens Monday to Friday is almost more important than just what happens on Sunday to a detriment to the Bills staff at times because they you know, they kept putting trotting Brian Winters out there. He kept getting the right side of the line completely collapsed. And then finally they yanked him and they they put in Ike Bucker. And Ike Bucker probably in practice isn't as good as Brian Winters, but in the game, <laughs> he was. And he was better. And it was a little bit of an upgrade. The only thing I can think, and this is just a guess, is there's something during the week. Maybe he's, they don't like the jokiness. Maybe they don't like the silliness. Maybe they don't like Tavon Austin said that about him in his, in his interview. What do you think Isaiah McKenzie? Oh, he's funny. Like you've known him mm-hmm. for two days. And the one thing you know is he's funny, right? I don't know what that necessary answer is. Why? Um, because there's a, there's a, there's a point, right? There's a line in the sand. There's a point where we've danced this dance long enough. I'm either going to commit to you or I'm not. And I think the Bills are past that point where put them out there for four games in a row in a position outside of just a jet sweep once or twice a game and see what he gives you. Unless there's a culture piece during the week that they don't want that rewarded. We don't want people to think that they can come in here and I'm totally making crap up, right? I have no insider information, neither do you, that he's some sort of a distraction during the week. It's not, I'm not saying I have information. I don't, but maybe, maybe rescue me, pull me out of the pit. Well, I I mean, I'm with you. Like the thing is, it's like, he's again, everybody loves him. He's the guy that everybody loves. And he's, um, you know, he he's as fans, we love him. The players love him. The coaches love him. Like last year, Debo used every time they talked about him, Debo would light up like a Christmas tree. Right. And he's like, Oh, I love that kid. You know? And so I get that. And, and uh, shout out to Renaissance man here. He's saying, I really wish they would use him more. He didn't score eight touchdowns in 2020 by accident. Bingo. My only, but, but so with this point, my only debate to that would be the Miami Dolphins game at the end of the season was kind of just like, I feel like I could have went out there and scored a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like that that last game, we just destroyed them. We we right. by halftime, Josh Allen like they didn't even need to play the second half. Right. So, like as much as I agree that yeah, he's a weapon. I said it all last season. Get him more involved. But when you bring in a guy like Jamison Crowder, and then you draft a guy like Khalil Shakur, 
and then you know, like it's t- and then you have you have this expectation of Gabriel Davis to take a step forward, and this roster is deep. Every like last year, you, somewhere we have to cut our losses, and it's going to be an emotional. I just thank God that this year it, it's not Christian Wade conversation anymore. Oh, yeah. But there's going to be guys that don't make the roster that is going to bother us as fans, right? And I don't know. I just I just think that there's something that we don't know that the that the team knows that there's an obvious reason why he's not a key part of the offense every single week. Right. There's a reason. And, and, uh, totally. I was shooting from the hip and making stuff up. So Isaiah, if you're listening or if somebody knows him, don't tell him that I was saying that he's a clown during the week. That's not what I was saying. I was saying, I don't know. Maybe Richard Rush, you, you threw a super chat in here, but I don't, I see one comment after that just says, I don't want the return game to be the weakest link. And it's funny because it kind of was last year. If you if you think about it, you remember do you remember a podcaster that's on Buffalo Rumblings that has a couple shows <laughs> when Andre Roberts left? He was like this guy. I don't I, I can't remember quite who it was, but he was like, I promise you, y'all going to miss Andre Roberts. The punt game is very important. Special teams matter. Yeah, that's what he was saying. I, I don't know who he is, but I just want to shout him out because he was actually right about that. Right. I just want to say. Right. No, it's uh, and the hard part about that is there's there's the other side of that fence of people that want to argue on twitter which lately that's excuse me real excuse me chris i'm black dude i speak with a different kind of twang (laughs) it's not i'm not being disrespectful to khalil i just speak differently so it's shakur to me okay i I appreciate you go ahead (laughs) i just speak different i do i mean you know Uh, it's hysterical um i I lost my train what was i talking about what was my train of thought that was it was uh, well, no, because I was I was saying like you know last year I was or yeah in the in the off season last year I was very oh that's right very strong about that the, twi- yeah. the Twitter arguers which that's all Twitter seems to be anymore and I'm I I almost tweeted today and I didn't do it because I didn't want to bring attention to myself of I didn't want to make it sound like I was looking for people to like tell me how great I am and how important I am or how much they love me I literally almost tweeted today I'm on the fence between being done with all of this or just going in a totally different because twitter is just anyways i'll have to say this there are people that would argue with you and i i remember them arguing with you because he was not playing well andre roberts was where he was last year in the two spots because he got cut from one team right um the texans he got cut from the texans and then, he asked to be released from the texans but yeah he, he got cut and then he went did he go to the chargers was it the chargers he went to after that yep yep i'd take him back today i'd take him back right well, now. I'd- so I tell you, I tell you what the difference is. Um, and I know you just look at the return man. And you're like, he he's not doing well in Houston. He's not doing well in in L.A. Does the special teams roster match the team in Buffalo? No. You you still have to look at the entire roster. We have Jake Kumaro here. We have Taiwan Jones here. Right. We have the guys right. that that can set up these blocks the proper way and and, and execute. Well said. So when Andre Roberts is the guy that when there's an opportunity, he takes advantage of it. In Houston, there was no opportunity for nothing down there. Like offense, defense, special teams, like they just didn't have anything. So you can't blame, and and you can, I mean, I get it. He has to perform either way, but if there's no blocking, there's just no blocking. Like I, I promise you, I would take Andre Roberts back today. So going back to the initial question about special teams, to me, this is Austin's shot. Mm. Austin, if you if you are that guy for special teams, and he had he's had some pretty good numbers, decent numbers as a return. Yes. Man. If this is your role, hey, go in there and knock it out the park. And I don't want to hear. Listen, if 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 Austin makes this team as a special teams player, I'm telling y'all now, don't argue with me on the internet about well he doesn't play offense. We need to move on from him next year. I don't care. Special teams yeah. deserves a, a return man that does that job very well because I'm. Listen, it is such a it's 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 a luxury. I, Richard Russ says, I don't want the return game to be the weakest link, and that's what it was last year. You can you can debate about whatever else you want. I'm telling you, return special teams was a problem for us last year. Yeah. We and then week one, everybody wanted to yell at me because because the very first play of the game, Isaiah McKenzie yep. ran it to like the 20 yard line, and then he got tackled, and then it was like, see that he's good, and then. They for four weeks they were like, well, his average, he's the highest because he had yeah. one return for <laughs> yeah, eighty that's yards. Right, that's but right. he had like you can't, you can't, get, and and this is not a diss to Isaiah. I love Isaiah McKenzie, but I'm making the point. You can't, you can't look at a four game stretch. Look at the look at the whole doggone average from the year now and tell me how much of a strength it was to have Isaiah McKenzie as a return. There's this- y'all ran Andre Roberts out this damn city and y'all was praising Isaiah McKenzie for something that he ain't even good at. Yep. He got benched in Denver. 
Then he came to Buffalo, got benched in Buffalo, got the job back, and then got benched again for a rookie. Y'all miss me with that take, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to y'all need to value special teams. Y'all really do. Getting getting hyped I'm up. Sorry. Uh, there, there was because it pisses me off. Uh, there, 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 there was off. so there was there was a guy that that does that hosts a show called the Overreaction Show, and he says he says all the time that stats only matter until they don't. And case in point. Yeah, because I'm telling you that week one, and I ate it. I did. I ate it that week one because he he did. He yeah, had a great return. Yeah. We talked about and, it. And I he, think we talked about it on this show. We were like, hey, maybe maybe he will be 100. And I was like, maybe I'm wrong, but I still I'm gonna stick with my gut by saying I think Andre Roberts was that dude. Yeah. And then after week one, I think we maybe had the whole entire year. I think we had two, maybe three decent returns from Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Dude, damn it! it the, 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 I, I'm sorry, David. We're gonna read this real quick. The the, the Man, I was watching what's the HBO show that they do where they like they do it the off season and then they do the in season show now where they kind of follow a team around. Oh, hard, hard knocks. knocks. I was watching yeah. hard knocks. And and the coach did hard knocks last year. And the week they played Buffalo, the special teams coach was like, This guy is gonna give us the ball. He's gonna cough it up. As soon as Isaiah touched that ball, he slipped. He didn't even get tackled. <laughs> He slipped and fumbled the damn ball. And on the sideline, they was laughing. It was like, Coach said he was going to give us the ball. I didn't think it was going to be like this, though. i take it. <laughs> How do you fumble without even getting hit? David says Roberts was a home run, was never a home run hitter, but he made the most of the space given him. I think I disagree. Well, I, I think even, even, even without disagreeing, I think that what his point is, and I agree with the second half of this point tremendously, that – 15 to 25 yards that he was always good for along with being sure-handed back there when he was fair catching the football made such a big difference in 2020 drive starts Absolutely. being at the 40 drive starts being at the 45 even the 30 versus not inside the 20 Whoa. there was the, the game that you and i went to the the, the playoff game against the Colts. the playoff yeah like mm -hmm. like they they kept putting him in a position where he couldn't they pinned him back yeah. and he was getting frustrated yeah. and it affected the bills offense they were having a hard time getting out of those holes it wasn't his fault it's just what they were doing and they were able to pin him in, in inside the inside the 15 that's the big part that average that he would get his his averages were real whereas his averages were real real yeah. so when you when you see him leading the league or he's top three in the league in return average it's because he's actually getting that right. and when i say i disagree david I'm, I'm respectfully disagreeing because the thing is um as fans we call home run a touchdown to me a 30 yard return is a is a big play right like that that's right. a, that's a huge play for special teams right. so when he's consistently like you mentioned every game he had two or three returns either one on a kickoff and then one on punt where he's starting to, the, the offense is starting on the 45 yard line yeah that is that is amazing yeah and it's consistent and i'm telling you david i don't know if you was with us last season and, and was able to watch the show and listen but man they was beating me down in these comments man <laughs> they was talking about how isaiah mckenzie was going to be better and because he and i get it we love him the dude is the, we just talked about how great of a personality he is how much fun he has when he takes over the bills twitter and, and snapchat it's like it's the best content in the world i love him but bro, he just ain't he ain't the answer in special teams. Yeah. He just ain't. Throw throw your list back up. Uh, I want to I want to talk about one last thing with the wide receivers and then I want to jump to I think the running backs. So the wide receivers, what's what I love about this list is if somebody that's not on this list can bump one of these guys off this list, it's going to be a fun season. Do you follow me yes. with that? I do. I do. Yeah, so I mean if there's a surprise in there and we're like if Stevenson turns into something or one of these other guys turns into something whether it's Tavon Austin like who knows maybe Tavon Austin is healthy and finally has the career that he was supposed to have when he was a Ram I'm just saying like if one of the guys that are out there that can bump one of these guys off obviously not Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis but you know what I'm saying it just sets us up now let's go to running backs because I yeah. think before the draft you thought I could be wrong did that Duke Johnson was a lock to make this roster true true or false Yes, prior to the draft, I did. Yeah, and I think, but I think the person we thought was going to go was Zach Moss, right? No, actually, I didn't think they were going to draft a running back. Oh, gotcha, I thought, gotcha. So basically, James Cook was being replaced, by, or James Cook is replacing Duke Johnson. Gotcha. The only concern I have over that, and I've, I think we've, I've either talked about it on this show or a different one. The only concern I have over that is the only pass blocking running back that's on this roster right now is Duke Johnson. And then the rebut to that, I would rebut my own comment, is the fact that the Bills haven't had a good pass blocking running back anyway 
So it doesn't even matter because Josh Allen is so slippery and so elusive and he can obviously manage the pocket as well as he does. It would just be wonderful to have a guy back there that can legit pass block. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be amazing? I'm just, I'm just reminded of last year and I'm reminded of the Fina shows and as much as, and then there's people in the comment section that watched the Fina, the Fina shows and would watch him break, you know, break these things down. And, and I'm jumping in going, you know, look at, Deion Dawkins missed that block or look at Spencer Brown or look at whoever missed that block. And he's like, actually, that's not his problem. You know, that was the running back that completely effed that up. That's the running back's assignment. It would just be amazing to have a running back that can pass block the way that Thurman Thomas used to, or, you know, one of these guys that we, you know, Fred Jackson was a great pass blocking running back. It would just be great. It'd just be nice to not see my quarterback get hit all the freaking time. But yeah, I think I think Motor gets should have a little bit more respect as far as being a a, a blocking back. I think he he wasn't the greatest, but I mean mm-hmm. I don't think that he was bad by any means. And I think James Cook is going to surprise some people in that role. You know, I think he's he's a lot better than people think. Um, I know the name is 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 big because his brother, but um, I think he's a good running back in his own right. And I think that the passing attack mm-hmm. is we're finally going to see those those passes to the running backs that all the fans wanted to see. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I think, I think unfortunately um, we signed Duke after the whole thing happened with, with the commanders and um, you know, and Duke probably would have made a good fit on this team. But I think you, if you can go younger, you can go faster. And really, I think almost stronger. I think James Cook is going to surprise a lot of people. So no, I, I think the running backs room is, is, um, they're not going to give up on Zach Moss. He he had that injury to his ankle or foot. Um, Motor showed us at the end of the season last year why he's the number one running back on his team. Even I don't, he's not going to get like number one running back carries. Like he's right. not going to get twenty five carries a game or twenty right. carries a game. Right. But he's the guy that they trust the most at this point. But I think I think come end of next season, I think we're all going to be saying James Cooks or James Cook is that guy. Yeah, I really do. I, I I agree too. And I don't, I don't buy into the hole. He doesn't have that body type, that, that number one running back body type. I I'm, I'm looking forward to him to potentially being that guy. Uh, oh, that was another guy we didn't even talk about Singletary or yeah. Singletary's contract is up as well. So it's, you know, yep. if, if, if he doesn't become that guy, you know, then you're talking about the Singletary get a second contract as a Buffalo bill. Uh, last thing for me on your list is just, and, and you know, let's talk about it with, uh, you know, and I don't, you don't have with you do with Tommy Doyle actually moving inside to right guard. Um, where do you see, does that make you a little bit shaky with Cody Ford? And I saw somebody on Twitter comment on this. Like you see the bills actually keeping nine line, uh, offensive linemen. I can, cause the bills mm-hmm. generally do, but where do you think Cody Ford yeah. is on this team right now? On the bench. Well, <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant, do you, is it lock or do you think it's, cause I think I, I'm not, I'm not, I know he's a former second round pick. Um, I, I know all of the, the Cromer stuff, you know, I did, a, I did a big show on it and, and who he is and what he does. And he loves guys that anchor and Cody Ford as per John Fina has heavy feet, which basically, you know, and Cromer has used guys like that before and can coach him, you know, to use that as a strength. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not sure. I'm not sold on Cody Ford. That's just me. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm, I'm with you there, but um, with the depth that we have, like the, the other guys that are signed that I, I just can't see, I, I can't see it not being Cody Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if, if it might happen, like, you know, some guys might show up to camp and, and, and like really just outplay them and they might outperform them. Right. And if that happens, Hey, Cody Ford, I appreciate the, the couple years that you gave us, man. But, you know, we, we're trying to win a Super Bowl here. Yeah, I, yeah. But I just I don't see it. I don't see it being where he doesn't make this roster. Yeah, you, you might be right. I th- so for me, yeah, it's yeah. I, I I texted you earlier and I was like, I I think I'm in the same place with your roster, even with being in the same place. It's Cody Ford, you know, Jalen Wiedemeyer. Uh, and then it's pro- those probably the only two guys that I would, you know, we'll see. Now, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you where I'm shocked when you text me back and was like, you know, I, I agree with your list. I, I I was almost positive you were gonna have Isaiah Hodgins on your list. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard with the guys that you have on there. It's I mean, yeah, it's hard, right? I mean, it, it, I love Hodgins. I do, and and like you, you always um you remind us, which is true. His rookie year he had a better camp than Davis, mm-hmm. you know, before his injury, everybody was like, yo, this guy's going to be that guy. Right. 
I just think whatever the injury was, I just think um, his development took a hit in a way. And the the team developed without him. Like yeah, they just moved yeah. forward. And I think, you know, it's tough to catch up when, when guys get in a rhythm like this, whether it be practice and game, it's just tough to catch up unless you really just make it known. Yeah. And I, I just, I can't see it. Yeah, Sarah Larson, thanks for being a part of the show, says, I think we keep 10 when uh, Bucker get, comes back. I don't think Bucker's going to play this year. So, Yeah, I think he's on a physic, the uh, pup list. Well, he's got a, a ruptured Achilles, so he's, I mean, that's a one-year injury, and then he's going to have to, you know, it's it's going to take some time. So if, if he's back, it'll be the year after. And much like O.J. Howard, who's an actual skill player, you know, Achilles injuries are the kiss of death generally for NFL players. Generally, they don't come back. But shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. She's good people, yeah, man. Yeah. If, if you guys aren't following Sarah on Twitter or Instagram and all that stuff, go find her. She is legit. She knows her stuff. She's going to be on the chop up this year. And uh, she knows football better than a lot of you guys. I'm telling you for sure. So don't come on there talking crap when she's on there because I'm going to go off. There you go. Read that. You want me to read it? Vince Taylor says, if you are watching this and you haven't hit that like button, or as we like to say here, humped that like button, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're The show's about to end, but yes, jump on that like button. I've got 18 likes on YouTube. We're going to need some more than that before we can close this show out. Not that we won't end it before the likes come, but uh, please, up oh, there's 19. So we got one. We, we upticked already. There uh, there's 20. It's, it's, like a, it's like a telethon. <laughs> Renaissance man says, I'm a huge Hodgins fan, and I hope he does his thing in camp, but it's going to be very tough to crack the roster. Agreeing with you. Uh, I'm rooting heavy for him, though, to somehow make it. I'm with you. Like, I'm rooting for everybody, Like, which which sounds crazy because you can only roster 53 guys. But, you know, I, I want all of these guys to succeed. Can I really – actually, yesterday, did you see the, the guy making up stuff about Bills fans saying that he – Yes. Fit, said Bills fans didn't want Crowder to succeed? Well, he he he. he I, I believe he backed up on it. And, and, and what he said was it's in the, the – Fantasy, like yeah, dynasty. Fantasy, fantasy dynasty sure. stuff. And – There ain't no fans, though. Like, if, if anybody's putting fantasy football over real football, you're not a fan of football. Right. You're a fan of fantasy. And right. That, so that's a different conversation. There is not one Bills fan that has any player on this roster hoping and wishing for their demise. Yeah. We want every guy to be the best version of themselves. Yep. Like the team preaches. Yep. For sure. And Crazy I, talk. And uh, – when you look at that wide that wide receiver, and we've 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 hung around the wide receivers a lot for the show, which is great. The top three are uncuttable, in my opinion. Jamison Crowder does not get cut from this football team. So the the first and Khalil Shakir is not getting cut from this football team. So then the only two guys on that list that are potential cuts are obviously a special teamer, right, and Jake Kumaro, and then potentially Isaiah McKenzie, which means that somebody is going to have to, as I said, really show up and be special. Right. I'll be honest. I think Jake Kumaro is a lock for this team. I'm not because of it. I'm team, not saying that he's not right. No, I know. I, I'm agreeing with you, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think it comes down to if we're going to if if a wide receiver is going to be upset, I think it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie. Like when you look at the contract that he signed, mm -hmm. when you look at um, the way they used him previously last year, I just I think if there's a guy that is. um I don't want to say expendable because he's an I love the guy. But if there's a guy on that list that I feel like the value isn't quite there if austin wins this this punt kick return what are we what are we really going to do with mckenzie like we haven't used him in that role yeah. we got a new offensive coordinator so we don't know maybe it is different yeah who I knows know. so chris jenke and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this one to you what uh what's your thoughts on tommy sweeney uh i like tommy sweeney and um i think the team likes tommy sweeney but i think when you when you add an oj howard you add somebody who is more athletic to me a bit more talented you know, and and then I also think what the smart thing to do, GMs often to get younger at positions as well. Mm -hmm. Sweeney has had some health issues. Obviously, after COVID, he has some things going with him that he hasn't I get he's recovered, but it took him some time and it was a little bit difficult for him. Yeah. I just yeah. think that, you know, you get younger with a guy and that that could be the guy that doesn't make the roster. I think Tommy Sweeney, maybe. Um, no, uh, well, I didn't have Sweeney on my no, roster. No, I had him yeah, cut. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about. um now I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, Jalen. Oh, Wiedemeyer. Wiedemeyer. Yeah. So I think, I think with that, you know, if, um, if, if that's the case, they might keep Sweeney because they like him and they, they drafted him and all that stuff. But I, I just, I don't see it. I, I really think that um, we've seen the last, now he might be a practice squad player this year if another team doesn't pick him up. Yeah. But 
but I just think for the type of offense this team wants to run, I think we're going to see O.J. Howard and Dawson Knox really do their thing. Yeah, y'all are chatty tonight. And uh, Daryl Fletcher says, uh, with Crowder and Shakir having the skill sets they have or that they do in the in the slot, McKenzie has a tall hill to climb, honestly. And it's not just Crowder and Shakir. Isaiah Hodgins is also a slot receiver, so he can play all over the field. Um, and as can Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis can mm-hmm. play in the slot as well. So that's a very, very, very valid point. Um, man, thanks. Let for- me ask you this about Davis. Cause I mean, it's been a while that I've talked sports and I know we got to go. So, yeah. um, do you think that Davis is, is as good as his last game showed us? Um, I think that, uh, I think it's all about design. So do I think that Gabe Day? So there's 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 elite, right? Stephon Diggs is elite. Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. Devonte Adams is elite. There's guys out there, you know, that that can beat double team consistently and can beat triple team coverage. Um, then there's the guys that feed off of and can be very very good in their shadow. And I think Gabriel Davis is one of those guys. Do I think that he's? There's people that have been like, oh, once Stephon Diggs retires, Gabriel Davis is the guy. I'm not so. I'm not sold on that. that yeah. I'm not sold on that. Um, do I think that he can? He can. He can live and survive and be an, an an amazing wide receiver. We the talent that he brings and the skill set that he brings and the toe touches and the and the boundary catches and the things like that and the possession stuff that he brings. It's it's very James Lofton esque, and I know that's going way back. But when you look at what James Lofton did for this football team when he joined the team, opposite Reed, it, mm-hmm. it, it's very similar. Just to be sure-handed, tall, big-bodied guy that when the ball's thrown at him, he's going to get it. He's going to come down with the football. Can he be a number two? Yes. Can he be the wide guy? I think I think all day long. Um, I'm confident in it. You know. I, to me, I'll be honest with you. I think he should have played all year last last year. I, as much as Emmanuel Sanders, you know what what would it mean say has the skins on the wall as much as he has the skins mm-hmm. on the wall i probably would have preferred to see gabriel davis play all last year that's just me yeah and actually somebody just said something that i was going to say after he to me I, I not not style of play but he's peerless price to me i think he's he's another good comp. absolutely robin another you good know, comp. He's, yep. he's a robin and it's nothing wrong with being a robin like batman yep. needs yep. a robin yep. and i think stefan diggs obviously he's here for a long time he's going to be our batman but i think um i i I would be nervous. I would be nervous if for any reason we had to start Davis as our number one, yeah, did, honest to God. Did you, did you see that before you said it? No, it was Chad. That's Cause I was thinking it, but I was waiting for you to finish. Oh Chad yeah. Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. You know, if Davis can be a peerless price, I'd sign up for that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but your Robin comment is perfect. That's absolutely perfect. So you've got to have a, a Robin to the, to the Batman. The other, the other piece of that, when I said that it was scheme as it pertains to Gabriel Davis, you know, when you're talking about him getting attention. So, However, they're going to cover Stefan Diggs, and Stefan Diggs has not lost a step. So he's going to be a monster this year again if teams don't lock him down, which they're going to try to do. Now the problem is, is well, we you know, we watched the Chiefs lock down Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis destroyed the Chiefs, even though you know, in a loss. Well, so now we're gonna have to do something about you know giving him some attention. Well, Dawson Knox is coming into his own. You got Jamison Crowder in the slot, and oh, by the way you know, the potential of James Cook, which I was listening to WGR 55. I don't remember which show this week when I was driving and they were talking about the targets, you know, Josh Allen threw something like 80 passes to running backs last year. So the Mm -hmm. targets are there for James Cook. Those targets are going to be there for him. I just don't know to me. Yes. All that to say this scheme, who he is, body style, Robin to Batman. I think he could be very successful as a Y. And with the with the new and we can get out of here after this, but with the new coordinator, um, I think he's going to adopt certain things that Brian Dayball did. But I think this guy, he was a quarterback and, and mm-hmm. he his his mentality is pedal to the metal. I think we're going to I think it's going to be opportunity in the passing game for everybody to eat. Like yeah. we could we could potentially have two 1000 yard receivers on this team and a couple like really big. It could be one of those Peyton Manning type seasons in in Indiana where, you know, he had just like everybody eating with Edron James in the backfield. Like it it could be like that this year. Yeah, David, the chat has been fire uh, for this show and and David Levin has been on top of it as well. And uh, we'll end it with this. He says, and Davis seems to show up big in games and that cannot be understated. Like you cannot say that enough, whether it was that Colts game, that playoff game that you and I were at. And you and I were on the side, like, uh, like, where, where were we? We were it was incredible. 48 yard line. I think we were like, I don't even yeah. know, 36 rows up. And the, the catches he had and you or I were like, was he in? 
<laughs> like yeah, it was it? incredible. Yeah. And it was like back to back. He had it on one sideline and then he was in front of us for the second catch. <laughs> and it was yep. so so you're right. He shows up in big games. And um, but again, he shows up in big games where I feel like teams a hundred percent focus in on Diggs. Yeah. Cause that yeah. game there as well, Diggs wasn't he didn't perform like Diggs because you know, they doubled him. They had some bracket coverage. They did some things where Diggs just couldn't succeed. And Davis was, he was the guy that said, okay, I got to beat, I got to beat the guy I'm lining up with. And, and he, he did. did. So I, I love Davis. I, I think Davis, uh, obviously he's a lock. I, I, that guy, and, I love him. And he caught the football in some serious moments. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I, I watch, I watch those replays now when they're on the NFL network, when they're on good morning football, whatever. And I think to myself, what if he didn't make that catch? Like the last touchdown. What if he didn't make that catch? Or what if he didn't make the one, the deep one that, that Josh threw to him? It just, they were just, they were just clutch. And, he was clutch. And when you look at that, have you watched the game over? Yes. You still can't do it. Uh, you did watch yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and I tried to watch it, I think, a third time and turned it off. Yeah. So I watched, I've watched yeah. the Patriots game a bunch of times. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm sure. I've I've watched the Chiefs game, I think, eight times now. And every time that I watch it, man, I'm seriously super impressed with Davis. I'm super like the the but see, my takeaway from that game is Josh. Oh yeah. And I know there were other things to do, but Josh, he he went into a different stratosphere in that game. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hoping that going forward now, like now we have our version of of you know whatever great quarterback you want to enter in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about when, when Aaron Rodgers really became Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the Josh that we have now. Yeah. When you want to talk about when Tom Brady went from like really doing well and learning the game, then to taking over every game and being that guy. I think now we, we see Josh as like, he's not, he's not sugar high Josh no more. Like he's not, he, and he hasn't really been sugar high Josh for a little bit, but he still kind of had that stigma where people were like, yeah, he turned it over. That's Josh Allen. I, I think now is like Josh is really, and the league loves him. He's like the the, yeah. the league darling. Like he's everywhere. Yeah. He's the face on every, like everything. Did, I just, I just think it's, it's time. Did man. you hear Cal Brandt? Was it, I think yesterday? It might've been this morning. It was either, I don't think it was this morning. I think it was yesterday. Cal Brandt, no. Cal Brandt yesterday. I, I know what you're going to say. Cal Brandt, and I agree with you. Cal Brandt yesterday said that, uh, it, Josh Allen could throw 80 touchdowns and not win a game and win the Super Bowl. And I don't know if he would, if that would meet the expectations that we have for him this season. And it's true. Like the expectation. It is true. Yeah. But if you were going to say that good morning football will never be the same without Kay Adams and Nate Burleson, you're a thousand percent correct. That show is just. That's a hundred percent what I was going to say. Uh, Nate is my guy. Kay is my girl. Like I, it, I just. It was just magic you know, with those four. It was just, it was just yeah. magical with those four. It just, yeah. And I know Bills fans, you know, at times we, some of us didn't care for Kay because she was a little bit more critical of Josh. But I think, I think Kay even I think she was honest for herself yeah. like I don't think it was like that she hated on Josh she loved Josh but I think she was expecting to see it on a consistent but like I said last year there was still a small stigma like well is Josh really ready to take that next step now I think he took that step and it's like okay let's get it yeah well what what Kay was doing because Kay was big on Josh in 2020 and then early 2021 and what what that show does well is they somebody always plays the devil's advocate somebody always plays yeah. the opposite and Kay a lot of times was the person that was playing the opposite and then she would always go to burrow right um versus josh allen who everybody was especially mike rob was on like like losing his mind over josh allen but let's get out of here why don't you take us why don't you get us out of here tonight all right yo first of all joe it's been it's good to be back yeah, it's dude. been a few weeks now at this point but um i want to i want to also say to everybody in the chat um whether you reached out to me on twitter dm text message email or youtube however you reached out to me i just want to say thank you to everybody for the love that i received um since everything that happened back in buffalo a couple or a few weeks ago now i want to say i love you all i love you joe i appreciate y'all and uh hey y'all know how we do it over you know how i do it over here y'all take care of each other love each other and live in peace and as always y'all stay positive test negative go bills go bills mm -hmm.